You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's time now for It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020, and is consistently in the top three and four. From Brenthurst Wealth today is Maurice Smith. And Maurice, you, you sent me this something that is actually very important and which has been a consistent theme in many of the interviews I've done with yourself and your colleagues over the years at Brentos Wealth. Rethinking returns and saving for the future. The Savings Institute of South Africa, you say, has designated July, which we're almost at the end of, as the annual savings month on the South African calendar. The purpose of this initiative is to challenge consumers to strive towards living within their means and to reinforce positive financial behaviour. In other words, saving rather than spending. South Africans are bad savers, Maurice, aren't they? Hi, Lindsay. Yes, unfortunately, that's not something that we are very can say that we are proud of because research has shown that more than 80% of middle-income consumers, and that that's those who earn between 15,000 and 42,000 rand per month, have no or limited savings that they are able to access within seven days in cases of an emergency. And to have an emergency fund, I think, considering COVID times, it's very important because if you're in such a situation and you don't know when your next income or paycheck is going to come from, you need to have that emergency savings to carry you for a few months. It's a difficult situation when you've got a country where unemployment is rampant. I mean, whatever the official figure is, uh, 34%, 35%, and youth unemployment above 50%, it's very, very difficult to justify being critical of the savings environment. But what worries me most, before we get on to the other points, is that when you get to 60, 65, 70 years old, and you retire, essentially, how do you live? How do people live after that? It's it's, a, it's actually quite a frightening prospect. Yes, no, it is certainly. And we deal with that every day because um, you can only work with what you've got. And if you haven't saved enough, it is difficult when you're 70, 80 years old to get any type of additional income, even from hobbies, because you see sometimes um, clients start hobbies to start and generate just an additional income. But it's not easy in the environment that we are in in South Africa. So following two years of significant financial uncertainty, investors are increasingly, they need to start focusing on having enough savings to ride out financial storms or to provide for their future and investing also in a manner to make sure that there is a future to save for. In that in that sense, I'm referring to focusing on the type of investments that you make to make sure that you're investing in a sustainable matter as well. Okay, let's have a look at uh, some of your points. The first point is, you say the importance of increasing savings, principle of paying yourself first. What do you mean by paying yourself first? Yeah, we always speak of the principle of paying yourself first. The idea with this principle is that you should pay yourself first through savings and investing before allocating money to other budget line items. So, yes, it is difficult with contractual debt, mandatory living costs and insurance. They are always on top of many of our budgets and we can barely squeeze in an entertainment budget line. So the cost of living does seem to hinder any savings or investments. And also how we see other spending can affect how we save. 
we are bombarded every day with images of conspicuous spending daily. And the truth is, few of us can afford the glamorous lifestyle, which we see every day on the newspaper, magazine, social feed and, and more. Mm. But we still try in reality to, to do that. It's keeping up with the Joneses. So if we live beyond our means, we'll never have enough money to really afford a lifestyle that we aspire to. And we believe that it's important to make saving a priority so you can turn your income into that sustainable wealth. It's not what you have, it's what you do with it that counts. I know, it's so very, very easy to be tempted into into buying things. I mean, you can just click a button and something arrives at your door. Uh, you can, there's four or five different streaming services. And uh, I've seen that people have cut back, for example, because uh, Netflix lost 972,000 yes. uh, subscribers uh, in, the, in the last quarter. So people are sort of are sort of reining, reining in again, but it, there are very many temptations. The second point you make is, Sticking with savings plans through difficult market conditions. So in other words, don't waver from the plan that you that you set out in the first place, Maurice. Yeah, so what I refer to is the importance of riding the storm mm. when it comes to investments. Because the first month, seven months of this year has been the worst almost in like decades. So we have seen that because of bad performances on a monthly basis, people have started to cancel their debit orders or cancel their savings. And I think that is almost the worst thing you can, can do because in layman's terms, the best thing you can do in these times is keep doing is and keep doing is contributing money towards your investments because you're effectively buying shares each month at a cheaper price than the month before. So even if cyclical recovery is low, um, recent experience provides evidence that it's very important to remain true to your long-term savings plan. Panicking and selling in a, in a dip is almost inevitably counterproductive. Yes, it is. I mean, when you look down at your debit list, for example, the bank statement comes and you have the, all the, the list of debit orders. I think right at the top of this is when times are tough, you get rid of insurance policies. And that sort of thing. I mean, I've spoken about the luxury of, uh, for example, a streaming service subscription. But the first thing that people do is they say, I don't really need that insurance policy, so I'll get rid of that. Maybe I don't need to put that money into a unit trust with Brenthurst or, or whatever. That's probably the wrong mm -hmm. thing to do. Yes. So I'm specifically referring to clients giving the reason for the bad market environment for stopping their, their um, debit orders. I know that um, sometimes life changes and throws you curveballs and you're, you're forced to cut back and you're not able to save as much as you did in the past each month. But the market falling um, being a reason for stopping not saving anymore, I think that is the worst reason you can have. Yeah, I think so. And uh, one of the other points you make is whom to turn to, to best manage savings. I mean, I'm an ill-disciplined person, Maurice, and sometimes you have to say, okay, who can I speak to about this? And I'd phone you up and say, okay, what do I do now? And you'll say, Lindsay, pull yourself together, for goodness sake. This is what you should be doing. You have to have somebody who is disciplined and organized in order to steer you away from the path of darkness. Yes, exactly. Um, keeping a cool head is the cornerstone of investing. And agile and responsive fund managers um, are better able than individual investors to keep a cool head as they have the experience and the tools to protect on the downside and continue to find opportunities in these volatile markets. So I would say um, for most savers, like a multi-asset unit trust, 
um, is a very good option to consider because they are accessible and they have relatively low cost. They are diversified as they include equities, bonds and money market instruments. So selections of this type of unit trust, obviously it needs to be based on personal goals, your appetite for risk, and then the, if you're cost sensitive. But these funds, they their fund managers have a huge investable universe to find opportunities in. And I would say to go to a multi-asset unit trust to keep on saving is my go-to almost if you're starting to look at saving. And also if you, if you are already a few years behind, you're never too late. And what happens if you don't have the money? What happens if you are uh, made redundant or uh, you don't have a job and you've been looking for a job for a year? Then what do you do? Because it's very, very difficult. It's all right, very well us saying, okay, more tips for, for saving and don't do this and don't do that. But that implies you have choice. If you don't have choice, then mm. what do you do? Can South Africa support you? Can you help in that regard? It's Again, it's a very difficult situation. Yes, it is difficult because, like you say, this to invest, it requires first and foremost that you have the ability <laughs> to exactly. um, increase savings mm. or save anything at all, um, which is the top of mind of everybody, especially as the pandemic years have illustrated how crucial it is to ensure that you are financial, financially stable in case of hard shocks. Um, but being able to manage what you have, um, there are always a financial advisor that can assist with making sure, okay, what you have saved until this this time, um, making it work the best for you um, cost-wise and making sure it is relevant and um, the risks are appropriate for what you are experiencing in your personal environment. Let's circle back now, though, because as we end this conversation, we're going to end it as we should have begun it, and that's about, about savings. I have a son of 28 and a daughter of 25, and I'm trying to instill the... I'm trying to instill the um, discipline of them starting to save now. And of course, they want to go out and they want to travel and they want to do all sorts of things and buy smart cars and stuff if they are able to. But I'm trying to tell them, just save, save, save. You live in South Africa. It's not as if you're living in uh, Dubai or something like that where you know the streets are paved with gold. I mean, it's an extreme example, but you know what I mean. Mm. So there's quite a lot of young people that listen to this podcast mm. Uh, a statistic show, Maurice, you have to start early, I think. Yes, it's very important. Um, the earlier you start, the better it's going to be for you in the long term. And I believe um, that when you know what you are saving for, if you're saving for a goal or a purpose, you will be re reluctant to sell out and will have a more level-headed and longer-term approach to your investment. So it's important from your first paycheck to go and sit with somebody that can help determine, okay, how much do I need roughly need to save per month to get to a specific goal at the end of time, even if it's for buying a house, for saving for kids' education and saving for retirement, to help you get a picture of where, what, what's the end goal. What are you trying to achieve? And then staying focused on that, I think it's important. And yeah, it is always difficult to start saving, especially when you're young, because the pay, pay slip is not that big. <laughs> and they, mm. you maybe have high interest debt that you need to pay off first. Um, and the budget is already cut pretty thin. But every little bit helps. Um, and it's 
important to go and talk to a financial planner who can help you to balance your portfolio. Maurice, thanks so much for your sage advice. That's Maurice Smith from Brentos Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.